I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, we have Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX Exchange. And we're going to talk Sushi, the acquisition of Blackfolio, and how he's future-proofing his company. And after that, we're going to talk about Nomi Chef. Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's date is one of those dates that you don't even need to say. Everybody knows what day it is. It's September 11th. And September 11th is one of those days that is etched into your memory if you were alive. It was 19 years ago today that two planes smashed into the Twin Towers and one into the Pentagon. And I think everybody who was alive at that time knows exactly where they were. It's, it's one of those events that you just will always remember. Like my parents and my grandparents always remembered where they were when JFK was assassinated. They remember where they were when the moon landing happened. And I remember exactly where I was when the Twin Towers came down. I remember I was driving over to my girlfriend's house in the morning and I heard about the first tower going down. Rushed into her house. Everybody was still sleeping. I got there first and I turned on the TV to see the second tower go down. I hurried and woke up everybody in the house and we watched the news for the rest of the day. I went to work that night and had to let some people uh, off that night because I know they drove from Cleveland all the way to New York to see if they can lend a hand. I think everybody was in the same mood, same spirit at that time because we just wanted to know how we could help. That was just about it. That's where I was during September 11th, and I want to make sure that everybody who's listening that has any connection to September 11th, friends, family, first responders, people that knew somebody that knew somebody, everybody who was there, I remember our hearts and minds always go out to you because of that. And it's something that we would never forget as individuals and as a nation. Now to our crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. I'm recording this today at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is at $10,313, down 0.5% from yesterday. Ethereum, 367.83, down 0.2% from yesterday. Litecoin, 48.45, down 0.4% from yesterday. Chainlink, 1243, down 2.5% from yesterday. And XRP, 24.2, down 1% from yesterday. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $334 billion. And BTC dominance is 56.8%. Let's get into talking to Sam Bankman-Fried about all the things that have been happening this past week with Sushi, his exchange, blowing up out of nowhere. We're going to ask him, Lambos or Teslas? <laughs> we got a good conversation coming out. So enjoy this, and I'll see you after the show to talk about Chef Nomi's latest tweet. We'll see you Sam, then. welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you very much. If people don't know, we just literally chat around three minutes ago and said, let's hop on. He hopped on. So I want to say thank you for making the time tonight. Of course. And uh, sorry that I've been flaky this week. It's been a pretty unexpectedly wild week for me. An unexpectedly wild week for a lot of people. Sushi is the, is the big story today. And you have control of Sushi. Can you just walk us through the timeline, man? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's what happened. Sushi, you know, sort of started, it, it became a big thing. It was all over the place. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was trading it. Everyone was farming it. There was sort of this big question of, you know, was it going to take a lot of Uniswap's liquidity? 
who knows? We'll see. Um, it was sort of talk of the town. And I, w- I was, you know, tweeting about it a fair bit, uh, primarily because FTX listed it. And, and we're like one of the early exchanges to do that. You know, that, that was sort of like the narrative. And everything was sort of leading up to this migration and transition to multi-sig. The migration was sort of the moment where the world was going to learn how much liquidity is actually going to migrate to SushiSwap. From Uniswap, the transition to multi-sig, chef nomi sig, so to speak. Um, you know, a couple days before those happened, everything was turned on its head because Nomi sold the the dev treasury into Ethan withdrew it. Uh, that kicked off a total shitstorm. I mean, Sushi's price tanked, the markets tanked, and Bitcoin was down like 10% on it. And you know, the whole future of sushi was cast into doubt. Everyone was unhappy, the pitchforks were out. You know, a lot of people were tweeting their thoughts and opinions on it. I was one of them. I, I sort of said, look, like clearly sort of like people do not have confidence in, in Nomi as a leader right now. You know, in order for Sushi to survive, you know, someone Nomi's got to transfer leadership and I, uh, you know, the migration and transfer to multi-sig all have to happen. And I don't know that, that I wasn't the only one saying that a lot of people were saying sort of variants on that. You know, it sort of looked like maybe the end of times for Sushi it was not, not good. It's not a good weekend. And, and anyway, I was sort of like, I'd been up for a while. I sort of went to go nap. And I, I sort of heard someone shouting like, hey, Sam, someone tweeted that Nomi tweeted that he's going to give you the keys. And pretty, pretty, pretty weird moment for me. Um, I, was, I sort of like took a few seconds even to parse that. You know, it's it sort of like you're not used to like waking up to the news that someone just like handed you a project. That's not usually how projects work, but that's what happened. I and mean, he was he sort of like took the feedback to heart. And I was, I don't know, one of the sort of like most publicly associated you know, one of the people who's most publicly talking about, uh, you know, about sushi, and so he's just, you know, announced like, "Hey, Sam, I'm gonna give you the keys to, to the sushi, you know, project." That sort of like turned the whole week on its head. You know, all of a sudden, flip the script, like throw out everything I was thinking about. You know, sort of my my entire life just becomes like, "Oh God, like now now I've got this project. What do I do?" You know, I, I guess uh, have to like, I mean, first of all, just get my bearings and f- figure out what the hell's going on, and and then eventually, like, you know, well, got a uh, shepherd this to, to serve a stable position, which basically means getting it through the migration and transferred to multi-sig and running a multi-sig election and uh, figuring out how migration works. And, you know, then sort of spent the entire weekend on that, like, like you know, pouring over code. Uh, I mean, I, I was not doing most of the pouring over code. So people better than coding at I were, were doing most of that, but <laughs> figuring out how migration works, if we need to to change the script, making sure that, that that went okay, figuring out how you hold a, a decentralized election for decentralized leadership in two days as a person for a project. <laughs> like, what, what's that even mean? <laughs> like, right. sort of, you never really think about how a decentralized election is supposed to happen. It's not really like, it's, I, I, like or how do you make it happen? That's sort of like an oxymoron. I have a couple yeah. questions. You mentioned earlier that Nomi Chef was shrouded in not only its mystery, but in intent as well. And one of the biggest words that were used popping on crypto Twitter around that time was exit and exit scam. The correlation between exiting with millions of dollars of, of, of funds from Sushi and then the keys being you know, transferred over to you is a little suspicious. I mean, is there anything that you would want to say on that? They like say like the intent of Nomi. I don't know if you know if if there's an intent because I don't know if you even know this person. I don't know if you know them personally or her or whoever it is. And then the uh, the fact that you got the keys, like what's right. the correlation? 
So first of all, I have no idea who Nomi is. Um, I've, I've only ever talked to Nomi on Twitter DMs. Well, I guess on, on Discord a little bit. And I, I sort of presume it's a he. I sort of like vaguely recall like them referring to themselves as one, but you know, I don't know that for sure. Um, and why me? I think basically like putting myself in, in their shoes here, like, you know, you're looking for someone who the public will sort of be like, yeah, okay, that was a reasonable decision. We feel safer now. And so what are the criteria? It has to be someone who sort of like people associate with sushi who's like been talking about it a lot. It has to be someone who the public has trust in. It has to be someone who has like the technical ability to, to do migration and someone who'd be willing to take it on. And I think like, you know, you're looking for like people who have like a team with a lot of technical ability who are into taking on random, large, wacky projects at the last minute and were like publicly associated with sushi. And I think that that narrows it down pretty quickly. In retrospect, it sort of like makes sense. I mean, I, I sort of like wasn't, I was just assuming that it was going to be to, to Maki or someone else if he did transfer it. But, you know, I, I sort of like understand now in retrospect why, you know, they didn't choose to transfer it to sort of another, you know, anonymous. That That's my guess about why, why, why it was me. You know, in terms of what's my role on it, I, I mean, you know, frankly, the sort of amount from the treasury is like not the, the big factor at play for me here. Like, you know, my reputation is worth far more than that. Like so many factors for me in this are worth far more than that. Like it would if, if I had any knowledge of like, you know, that treasure or how to get back or something like that, I'd just like immediately try and get it back there. Like, it's like, would be ridiculous for me to do anything else. It'd, it'd be a, a suicidal decision. You know, in, in terms of what it is from Nomi's position, I don't know that, only they do. Like reading between their statements on this, like, you know, one thing that you like usually see with, you know, real exit scams, often see with real exit scams is like once the ring's on the wall, they're just like, yeah, exit scammed, you know? Or like, just like <laughs> sort of delete all their presence and, no communication. Um, and, and it's sort of like the way of saying like, yeah, okay, I have nothing to add to your discourse on this. And that's not what happened here. I mean, it was sort of like repeated pleading from Nobi on Twitter saying, look, this is not what I didn't, I didn't want this to happen. Like I'm, I really want the project and, and, and sort of reads as sincere to me. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, but like sort of my interpretation of it is that like, you know, they, they probably got in over their head. It's a lot of money on the table didn't know what the future is going to be here. There was legitimate confusion over what the status of this dev fund was and whether this was like a fund for Nomi or for the people running it or for future devs or the development of the ecosystem or platform, whether it was locked or going to be sold or what. Like, like, and, and I think that like there's really terrible communication over this. And like no one thought that this was exactly what it was meant for. Um, but no one knew exactly what it was supposed to be meant for, which is sort of a, you know, a, a, a bit of a, a bug in the communication about that, followed by a, a really, really bad judgment call. I did an episode on this a couple of days ago because, of course, it was hot news. So that was my Monday news. There is a difference between exiting and an exit scam. And, and I, I do want to make that, that point again is that a scam needs to have intent, intent to def defraud a group of individuals out of a out of a sum of money. It doesn't seem like that writing is on the wall. There is no intent based, even though there is money taken out. If this is just an exit, just to say, hey, I'm going to get you know, I'll become a multimillionaire overnight, uh, which I don't know if the person was before or or in, but definitely is now. It is very smart, in my opinion, and maybe you can maybe you can speak to this that they sent they transferred to somebody like yourself to, that will take on this project and didn't have the project die so that maybe everybody just lo looks the other way and says well d yeah let them let them take that 13 or 18 million dollars I, I can't remember the exact amount off the top of my head but d let them take that those millions of dollars and well this is actually a, a, a good project let's keep following this yeah and i think i have a few a few thoughts on that and i think one of them is that like you know i think there's one interpretation of this where like 
in the end, if he sort of behaved reasonably, he would have gotten that amount. Like, if he sort of said, like, look, like, I fucking built Sushi Swap, and I've been running it, and I want to keep running it, and I think that, you know, over the next few years, I should, you, you know, I'm sort of entitled to whatever it was, like, 5 million Sushi tokens. I, I kind of think that, like, you know, and sort of the dev fund is growing over time and stuff, I kind of think people would have voted yes to that. You know, I kind of think people have said, like, yeah, like, that's, you know, pretty small fraction of all the Sushi. Like, you have, in fact, been super instrumental to it from day one. I agree that's, like, a reasonable reward for, for all of your hard work and dedication and an inspiration for, for, for creating this, and that, you know, this almost isn't a matter of what they deserve for it. it. It's a matter of, like, how it happened, and that, like, while on the one hand, like, that that would have been, again, he may, might have gotten that amount if that's how he played it, sort of, like, he, you, you did it in, like, literally the worst possible way. I mean, it's, like, right at a crucial moment, he, like, surprise takes the entire dev fund <laughs> with no right. communication for himself, sells it all <laughs> dumps it also dumps it all into ether and puts in his personal wallet and it's just like nothing could look more like an exit scam than that you know right, and right. i don't think they meant it as well like, i think they probably legitimately meant it as like you know well i i think i'm entitled to this amount but that's sure as hell not what that communicates that's not what that looks like and that's not fucking how you do it like that's not you know that that sort of like was not an okay way for them to behave it's it sort of like you know, imagine if there's like, you sort of like had a job at a company and, you know, what you did is you like stole $50,000 from the cash register over the course of a year and then refused your salary, right? And, and then you, you got accused of theft and you're like, no, you don't get it. Like this is 50K that that's what I was going to get paid for this job. I, I, right. I, I took the right <laughs> amount. This is, this is fair. Like people are like, oh yeah, no, that's okay. It's like, no, it's not. So, we fucking pay you for that, but you can't steal. Like you can't just take it out the cash register. Like, that's definitely not okay. And, and, and so I think that like, it, it was like, you know, sort of like couldn't have looked worse. And it opens a question. And I think this is sort of the thing that really scares people. On the one hand, this was actually not a crazy amount long-term for him to have ended up with for his work on SushiSwap. But on the other hand, it was also equal to literally all of the develop the dev fund at that time, or or like basically all of it. And so I think like the really scary thing is like, what if the dev fund were ten times as big? Would they have taken all of that? Like, was it sort of a coincidence that this was the amount they took? Or like, and I think that's another really scary part of this is that you know sort of what you're communicating is halfway between that and like I'm going to steal everything I can. Sort of like unclear where in that spectrum you are, and and that that's like a really another really horrible property of how. It, how how it happened and so i think like you know at, at the very least it was was sort of like a, a huge fuck up um to get to your point like yeah first of all this like doesn't really feel like a scam to me i don't think that's how it was intended but second of all i don't even think it was intended to be an exit right and you're like look at his posts like shortly after doing this and he's not like haha i got my money now um i'm at peace like you guys deal with this no he was he was still gonna go through with it and keep leading it and working on it full time, you know? And so I don't think he was even planning to exit it. I think he was sort of like, you know, a little bit surprised that people were unhappy with what he, as unhappy as they were with what he did. Sort of further <laughs> underscoring like how, you know, poorly they understood this. They, I, I don't even know, right? Like, I, I think their intention was to, to keep going on. And like, yeah, it, it pissed some people off, but so be it. And, and I what think about that, what, what, what about what about you? I mean, okay, so here's the way I look at it from, and tell me if I'm looking at it from your point of view, right. like correctly. You, this could be an exit. This could be an exit scam. This could be somebody that created a uh, a project 
and just ran off with the money. We've seen this story yep. before and in crypto many, many, many times. And sadly, uh, I'm going to come and talk to you about the implications or the ramifications for DeFi in a minute. But my question is, it's kind of like somebody robbed a bank and while uh, exiting the bank, tossed you the gun. You know, and and, right. and how do you how did you feel like what emotions, what responsibility, what kind of implications do you think that had when somebody just threw you basically the gun after robbing a bank and said, you deal with it. And right. Like, how yeah. did you feel like with the PR media, your reputation wise? Like, what were you thinking? I mean, I felt like basically I was on the hot seat was how I felt, you know, I think I felt like I mean, it's, first of all, it's kind of bizarre and a shock. And it was like you know, took a little bit of time to like adjust into that, that mindset of like, oh, wow, here's a big project. I guess I'm dealing with it this weekend. Like this is not, <laughs> you know, this is not how I was viewing this project before, but now like, I was it, supposed to go to wine time and get drunk, but now I'm doing now this. It's sort of like you, you get home one day and there's like a toddler there and it's like, oh yeah, here's your kid. And you're like, but I don't have a kid. Like, nah, you, <laughs> turns out you do. I don't know what to say. So, but they're crying and the, their diaper needs to be changed. So have at it. it. You know, it was certainly kind of wacky more. Like we sort of burst out laughing almost. It's like such a weird turn of events. But, but sort of after that, I mean, it's just like, you know, I sort of felt like a lot of responsibility to do it right. And to sort of like successfully do what needed to be done here to get the project to a stable state. I sort of like knew there was like a lot of spotlights on me and that, you know, really uh, important that I didn't fuck it up at all. You know, the, the second phase of this was sort of like, you're just like, you know, like one of those nightmares where you sort of like wake up and, and you're like naked in front of the class giving a lecture or something like that. But, but you know, all, all of a sudden I'm like, all right, like I, this, this is the world now. You know, all of a sudden, like, it's like incredibly important that they sort of like execute well here. And part of that's on a technical side, but part of that's also on a communication side and, and sort of like messaging correctly about what's going on and, you know, giving I mean, it's, it's this weird combination also because it's decentralized. And so it's like, you know, the whole point, the point is it's not supposed to be run by someone. And, and right. so like some, somehow kind of simultaneously like giving direction and guidance and, and sort of safety, you know, comfort to the project and sort of like making sure that it gets to where it needs to go while also not sort of like making decisions for it or, 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 or you know, deciding what it is. And so it's sort of like, how do you do sort of like the maximally comforting job of communicating the kind of like core duties that you have about this without, you know, also with, without positioning yourself as like the person who's going to be, you know, running sushi swap from now on is, you know, that that's not what, what it was going to be. One, one thing you didn't mention is money. So they, they literally dropped drop you a project where the debt fund is gone. I mean, you, right. you and FTX exchange are, are well to do. I mean, you do have money, um, but you still, you know, millions of dollars to to, to dev to, um, you know, continue growth on this is an expense. I don't think you were expecting. How are you guys dealing with that? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely right. Like there, there are expenses associated with this. And like, I'm going to be honest, we sort of like, that just wasn't top of our mind. Like, it was like back to the toddler in your room, that like you get home and all you have no idea who they are. But all of a sudden, it's your kid now. And like, they're crying and yeah, I changed their diaper. And like, you know, do you think about the cost of that diaper? And like, are you going to be the one stuck with the diaper bill? Like, not not really. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's sort of like, like, yeah, okay, sure. I, I you know, are we going to foot the diaper bill? Of course, like, I, I guess we are. Like, whatever. Let's just go buy the fucking diaper because right now the kid smells like shit, and, it, and, and like we got to <laughs> fix that. You know, and, and so I think, like, as an example of this, you know, the actual migration costs 
you know, a, a fair bit of gas. Um, it's a somewhat intense operation, blockchain-wise, and you know, I, I, I think it was like twenty grand or something um, of, oh, of okay. gas. That's that, much. No. So it, it's you know, it's like a, a real amount, but not you know, sort of on the scale of like a, a large crypto business, not um, not like a, a sort of you know, business-changing amount or something like that. Um, but but it's, it's sort of you know, an amount where you know, we, we just didn't think about that. <laughs> like it's sort of like so much was riding on that migration going right. That like stressing out over like, are we going to be able to build the dev fund for this gas cost was just like going to cause us so much more stress and coordination time than it was going to like save us in money there. That like that's that's just not a concern. Like the only thing we were thinking about was like making sure that that it happened successfully. If I'm reading correctly, you guys migrated eight hundred million dollars in funds. Yeah. What does that do for one sushi swap, and what does that do to FTX? Can you tell me one a little bit about how FTX is going to um, progress from this point on? Actually, let me take that back. Can you tell me a little bit about one where, how what X, FTX became is now to now because you guys are a little over a year old, and what does this new added liquidity or added uh, creation uh, funds do to FTX and your future endeavors? Yeah, so I mean, you know, FTX, it's it's as you said, it's, it's you know, year and a half, a little less than that. Um, it's been a wild year and a half. We've had a lot of growth, which has been exciting. You know, we went from not existing to being, you know, something like fifth biggest exchange in the world, crypto exchange, which has been great and a great ride and a ton of work and and, and you know, really grateful to everyone who's helps us get there. Um, you know, I think part of what got FTX there is a willingness to sort of like do what needs to be done and do what seems cool and, and do what seems right and and not worry too much about whether it's like the natural thing to do. And I think like sometimes that that means like taking a big swerve, you know, like I, I think, you know, sort of no major exchanges were thinking that much about DeFi three months ago. We certainly weren't. And then comp was listing and, and, and sort of like just on a whim, we were sort of like, wow, this actually seems like it might be a big thing. Sort of made a big deal of it. We're one of the first exchanges to list it. And and sort of like started sort of veering heavy towards that, and, and obviously really glad that we did. Um, and I, I think we sort of done a number of things like that. And so sort of to some extent, this was like, I mean, certainly probably the wackiest thing that that's come up, but but it, 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 it's sort of a type of thing that we're used to of like random thing comes up and oops, there's your weekend. Like that just happens. And I think a lot of exchanges fuck up by not doing that. You know, random thing comes up and they're like, great, we'll add it to the stack for Q4 2021. And like, actually, the answer is it's urgent. And like, yes, right. it didn't exist a day ago, and it's completely weird and has nothing to do with your plans. But also, it's bad to not deal with it. And like, you know, yeah, you kind of do have to sometimes drop everything in the floor and go deal with 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 the crying baby. So, so sort of in some senses, there's sort of a flavor of thing that wasn't totally new. You know, I mean, I think it's like not other than like kind of PR things and, and stuff like that. I think it's not like super relevant long-term to FTX. I mean, it's just like, you know, transitioning to multi-sig control of, of uh, SushiSwap, you know, this week. And from FTX's perspective, like this sort of like random weird weekend, you know, there was obviously this giant fund migration of 800 million, but like it wasn't FTX's funds. It, it was like, you know, it was, it was a different project, uh, which sort of dropped on our laps. And so I think, you know, the, the real implications here are, I mean, for SushiSwap more than anything else. And then, you know, secondarily for for Uniswap and for DeFi in general. I, I spoke to CZ, right? After, honestly, I think it was about eight months to a year after they launched. Um, 
you know, I always, I'm always curious about mentality of a CEO or a founder or owner of, of a company that goes from zero, you know, that's taking funds to try to build, to try to figure out what's going on to, you know, basically having, you know, a, a, a half a billion dollars of volume going through your exchange and how that changes your outlook, your personality, your way that you live your life, the way that you operate in the space. Because, and I'm asking this because of what the things that you're doing right now, that means things like, uh, you know, acquiring Blockfolio, which means it looks like you're hedging against maybe the future, future proofing FTX. Um, DeFi, I, everybody's calling it the ICO of, you know, the 2020 now, you know, it's like, we don't know the future of that. You pivoted to that. It was successful. Is that actually long-term sustainable? I guess what's going through your head after you say, okay, now that I have the resources, now that I have the funds, now that I have uh, this whole you know thing that's kind of operating, what's next? How do I protect this and how do I grow this? FTX was a little bit of an experiment at the very beginning of like, can we do this? Like, there are some things we knew we could do, like build a good product. There's some things we had no idea if we could do, like customer support and outreach and volume growth. And, and there's sort of this question of like, can we learn that? So the answer, I guess, turned out to be yes, which is pretty cool and empowering. And I think sort of the big effect that it had on me was there's just a lot of sort of uncertainties that I had about things. You know, I sort of like had had some instincts, but had some doubts and, and, and sort of resolved a lot of them in the direction of like, yeah, we, we can we can do this. And not just this, but in general. So if we you know really put our heads down and, and try as hard as we can at something, we can get good at it kind of no matter what it is. And like, we're not always going to do a good job. And when we do a bad job, that's going to reflect on us. If we do do a good job at something, um, sort of the sky's the limit. And, and and I think what that's meant is sort of more and more um, that like I've been thinking about what's the upside, you know, what's sort of the really exciting place something could get to. It's okay if the world decides that that thing doesn't matter anymore and moves on. Shit happens. Not everything can be the biggest thing, but but that really aiming towards what might be is where where just a ton of this value is and charging as hard as you can at it you know, the more you put into something, the more you get out. And that that's not sort of like, that's not very limited. It's not like, you know, the more you put in, the more you get out up until, you know, 40 hours per week, after which there's sort of like not that much gain. And so you might as well sort of, you know, relax and go home and and, and, and live your life. The more you put in, the more you get out and that that really does scale. And, and so I think it's sort of like further moved my life in, in a direction which is somewhat extreme in some ways of being pretty focused on work and, and you know, kind of basically living in the office. <laughs> so that's what, are you there right now? Again, I want to talk about the, the, the hedging for the future. DeFi, let's just focus on DeFi and future proofing. I, for one, am, skept am skeptical of the of not DeFi as a concept, but DeFi as a sustainable business plan because uh, who knows what's going to happen to the, the volumes, the money, the, you know, the, the, the mass, uh, I guess, uh, hysteria that is happening right now toward this you know emerging idea oh, how 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 are you pivoting ftx to future proof yourself from the possible volatility of DeFi in the future yeah and I, I mean i think what i'd say is like first of all i sort of agree that a lot of what's going on in DeFi right now is really volatile and we'll see how it goes and i think that like especially you look at some of the yield farming which i think is is in many cases not sustainable I think it's particularly unsustainable when there's no business backing it. And I think like, you know, there's one version of yield farming, which is like, you know, the idealized version of sushi swap. You know, it's like, yeah, there's yield farming. You know, the yield that you're farming is is tokens that are tied to a real blooming business. 
And so it's sort of like, yeah, there's an answer for where this is yield is coming from. On the other hand, I think there's sort of the yield farming where just like you stack your IC20 tokens on top of each other and hope something great happens. And boy, was I wrong about that. I mean, it's proven to be spectacular. And I was, I was sort of very skeptical, but I, you know, it, it, it won't last forever in that form. I think what it says that when I think about DeFi, I think, you know, particularly when I think about Serum, I think I'm not so much thinking about like replicating the current business models and more thinking about what's a scalable version of this. What's a version of this that I, you know, that I could believe in, you know, for, for being like the future of, of uh, the future of DeFi. And, and I think that like that's led me down a somewhat different road there. And instead of, you know, you know, Ethereum-based yield farming, you know, it sort of has led in the direction of, you know, sort of scalable, powerful systems on Solana. Um, and I think that when I think about FTX and future-proofing it, you know, part of this is future-proofing it, but I, I think that's not all of it because I'm not trying to decrease the variance in how well FTX does, particularly. Like, I'm okay if, if in some worlds it does better than others, so be it. I'm sort of trying to increase the average of how well it does, you know, the, the mean. And and that means that sometimes going for the high upside play is the right play, even if it's not the future proofing play. And I think that's a lot of how I think about Blockfolio is that there's a huge piece of upside there because they have a huge, um, you know, old loyal user base, you know, sort of not a, a real way, not, not many new products to offer. And we have, you know, new products falling out of our ears to offer people, but one of the smallest user bases of the major exchanges in crypto there's just a huge amount of potential in, in sort of FTX being able to offer its products um, and and technology to uh, Blockfolio users. A couple, a couple of rapid fire questions before we get, get off really quick. Future, future of crypto, how do you feel about it? I mean, I think that like it could get really huge. And I think that like you could see it sort of wiggling around where it is now. And I think that like I kind of don't know what the answer is. And like, there's a lot of ways that it could really explode, but that doesn't mean it will explode in those ways. And, you know, kind of, we'll see. What, when offering FTX in the USA? Uh, well, there's FTX US. So uh, it's it's a different exchange and it has different products, but it's it's there, FTX.us. Um, there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff happening over the next few months on it. And did you buy a Lambo? I uh, no, I do not have a car here in Hong <laughs> Kong. It, it would not make much sense. I actually like driving quite a bit. I don't, I don't know why exactly, but I uh, grew up driving a Prius and still sort of feel feel fondly towards it. And I mean, I don't know. Like honestly, if I were to buy a, a sort of nice car for myself, it'd almost certainly be a Tesla. But my but, man, I was that's going to be my next question: Lambo or Tesla? <laughs> yep. Thank you for coming on uh, again. I want to say thank you for this. You know, spur of the moment coming on. Thanks for having me on. This has been fun. All right, man. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. So about four hours ago, Chef Nomi tweeted at everybody to tell everybody what happened, what's going on this week. Uh, he has some remorse, apparently. I will have my opinions after I read this series of tweets that he put out as a thread of tweets. You can go see it on his Twitter, at Nomi Chef. Decrypt also did a summary of this. Link is in the description. Here is what it says. To everyone, I fucked up, and I am sorry. Sushi migration went successfully, and the journey of sushi swap begun. I was fortunate to have a chance to help in the background, and it was a very enjoyable moment of my life. Congrats for the successful migration. I would like to apologize to everyone who I've caused troubles to. I was emotional. I was greedy. I was afraid. I made bad controversial decisions under pressure and hurt everyone. I failed your expectations, and I am sorry. The early believers of the project, thank you for joining the journey with me. And I'm sorry if I made you feel betrayed. I really appreciate your help bootstrap the project and push it forward. And other OGs and other friends, I failed your expectations. I'm sorry. 
And by the way, he's talking to a lot of people here, There's a lot of ads, specific individuals. So I'm not going to read that. I'm just reading you the tweets. Thank you for helping with some ideas and code. And very sorry for bringing you a bad reputation to the DeFi movement. I am sorry that may have caused you trouble. Sorry for being cocky. You guys are awesome builders. Most importantly, thank you for helping getting SushiSwap back when I almost destroyed it. Same goes for these other signers. And there are probably hundreds of other people that I didn't mention here, but well-deserved an apology from me. I returned the $14 million worth of F back to the treasury, and I will let the community decide how much I deserve as the original creator of SushiSwap in any currency, F, Sushi, etc. With any lockup schedule you wish. I will continue to participate in the discussion and technical implementation of SushiSwap in the background, but I would not have any control, will not take any spotlight, will not be part of the governance. I hope that SushiSwap continues to evolve. Do not let my mistakes deter it from being 100% community-run AMM. The success of SushiSwap will set precedent for many more community-run projects. It has lots of potential. Don't let my actions alone fuck it up. This is all on the Twitter of NomiChef, at NomiChef. You can read it for yourself. You can see all those ads that I left out. He was adding, as I say, CZ and other people, SBF or whoever that was part of the project or has control of the project or help him build the project. And my opinion on this is people are saying that he got doxxed. People are saying that he got found out who he was. Nomi Chef is somebody who's anonymous or pseudo-anonymous. Nobody knows who he is. The fact is somebody found out who he was and would he have given this money back? Would he have made this apology if nobody found out who he was, his actual identity? That's pretty iffy. So all in all, my opinion, this is only my opinion, will give you more of this news when it breaks, is that somebody got caught. Now they're trying to make amends so they don't get in real big trouble. And the fact that he's still going to be part of this project and he still is asking for any kind of kind of compensation from the community is absolutely, I would say, arrogant and uh, shows no remorse. But that is only my opinion. I can't wait to see what he has to say. And if Chef Nomi is listening or Nomi Chef or anybody has any connections to him, SBF, if you're listening, please put me in touch. I would love to talk to him. The fact is, these kind of things in the community really destroys the community. The crypto space can only thrive when these people, these kind of people, just get out. And we're talking about bad exchanges. We're talking about bad actors. We're talking about bad ICOs, bad projects, people who exit, exit scam, defraud people. If Nomi Chef is not one of those people, then come and speak to it. That's all I can say. That is the only way you will gain our trust is to come speak to it, please. Other than that, you're no better than anybody else that tried to screw other people over in this space. This space has been plagued by people that screwed people over. Don't be one of them. If you aren't one of them, start coming out of the media, coming to podcasts, coming to news sources, and explaining yourself. You have to put yourself out there or else you're no better than them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I will be back on Monday, like always, with daily news. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, subscribe, leave me some stars and a comment. You can reach me at MatthewAaron at DecryptMedia.com or at the Decrypt Daily on Twitter, and you can DM me. I'll see you Monday. Happy Halloween.